Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Good morning, everybody. A um, little weather change. We had uh, some really warm, hot weather, and uh, it was affecting things. You know, we were kind of almost getting into a little bit of a fallish looking pattern. Temperatures were trending towards seasonal. Then we had a real hot spell again. Water temperatures came up. Water levels are changing. We're getting, we got hunting going on. We got fall fishing coming up. We got what everybody calls the dog days of summer going on. And we're going to talk a little bit about all those and how they shouldn't affect your success in the outdoors if you do the right planning and pick the right activities. But this uh, rain is going to help things. We always can use some moisture here, although we do have flooding issues in some areas. So there's lots to talk about. So let's just get started. Let's go right to the phone. Joining us, one of our regular contributors, Brad Peterson. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Terry. It's uh, It's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride for weather this year, hasn't it? Boy, it sure has. You know, 100 degrees last week, and we're sitting out on the lake, and it was probably warmer at 7 o'clock this morning than it is right now. Although I think... We might we might be almost done with at least the heavy rain. We might get some more showers, but it came down pretty good at my place yesterday, and it's it's affecting water levels to some degree. But a lot of lakes are full, and some are even dropping because of water calls. Yeah, we still have you know the the we had a late spring that was a little bit cooler, so the farmers didn't get the crops in quite as early, and they're still irrigating a little bit further on this year so uh there's still a demand out there i'd expect that to be dropping off here in the next week or so but um that's definitely making some of our lakes most of the lakes on the the northern front range and uh northeast portion of the state you know still are are having some water called out of them so they're dropping at a a slow steady pace but uh we are sitting in much better water situation than we have for quite a few years this time of year Oh, yeah, and it's typical this time of the year you're fishing falling water. In fact, we're going to talk more about just fishing falling water later in the show, but it's not happening at every reservoir as much as we would see. You're right. Um, we, if we can go into the fall with as much water in these reservoirs as it looks like we might, that'll be a boon for next year to get us started, that's for sure. What do you see in bite-wise and fishing-wise on the different lakes out there? Well, well, we're out on uh, Boyd right now, and we're, we're catching some uh, some walleyes, a couple trout, uh, a bluegill mixed in. So it's still been a pretty good bite out here. And uh, it's we're just pulling bottom bouncers, um, you know, right along the, the break line. Seems like that, uh, oh, 15 to 25-foot depth has been best. So, um, you know, that's been what's going on at Boyd. The white bass didn't blow do much boiling this morning i think they were pushed down with the colder weather and the rain that we had but uh, we had been getting quite a few uh white bass particularly in the mornings they've been doing good and uh and then out at union we're still catching quite a few uh well you know you know yeah seasonal brad seasonal uh weather next week a little warmer high 70s mid 80s I would expect that white bass to still continue for a while, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, they're they're going to go for the at least through uh, mid to late September when the the lake starts thinking about turning over. Uh, you should get that white bass bite uh, in the the mornings and usually in the evenings. But the evening bite has has tapered off a little bit more in the last week or so. And do you expect, I know you started Union, we'll get back to it in a minute, but I know you also like to throw jigging wraps at Boyd in the fall a lot. Are we getting anywhere, any indication when we might see that start to take place? Oh, boy. I I would think we're probably still several weeks away before that really takes off. Um, The water temperature was 72 about 10 days ago in the morning. It jumped back up to 76, and now it's back down to 74. So I, we really need to see that water temperature get down into the 60s for it to start getting pretty good. So I think we're just, a, oh, you know, three weeks away of seasonal weather, and it, and it should kind of kick off. How about, now you started talking about Union. You said the white bass, the wipers are doing a little bit there, and maybe the crappies. Yep. If you get out real early in the morning, um, until about 7, 7.30, there's crappie getting caught up in the shallows, just using little, like, tube jigs and uh, reeling them real slow. They're they're suspended in the water column, so don't fish them all the way at the bottom. Just a slow lift and drop kind of retrieve. Um, as you're working them about four or five feet deep in the water column. And then uh, the, the wipers are going, if you're using planer boards, keeping it real shallow, eight feet or less, and covering water at a good speed, about uh, two and a half to three and a half miles an hour. Any size to the wipers? Or? A lot of those wipers there are about 14 to 17 inches right now. So not huge, but boy, a lot of fun to catch. Oh, they really put up a fight. They really do. Um, what about horse tooth? I, I heard I heard the water is dropping there. Yeah, horse tooth has dropped about four feet this past week. And what that's done is really pulled any of the remaining smallmouth out of the coves and towards the main lake structure. So if I'm going to go up there chasing smallmouth, I'm going to be fishing the points on the coves the points and the humps on the main lake portion. And then the walleyes have gone out and they're working those smelt schools. And that's really a low light bite. So you need to think about uh, going out there at about six and planning to fish till at least 10 or midnight. If you're wanting to chase the walleyes, you know, horse tooth, I wonder if the water is dropping faster there because it's, uh, um, we had some flooding on some of the rivers, some, through the burn scars, and they may have shut down some of the water intake. Yeah, I don't know why it is, um, but it definitely has been fluctuating a lot more than Carter. And, you know, they're both on that same uh, Big Thompson uh, water system. So I don't know why Horsetooth has been doing a lot more fluctuating this year. Yeah, I'm not sure either. It depends on the water calls, I guess. <clears throat> Horsetooth has been off and on all year this year. Usually it's a lake I can fish pretty dependably. It's right in my backyard, and I've had mixed results out there this year. Yeah, I know they had a uh, Centennial Bass Club had a tournament out there uh, last Tuesday, I believe, and it was tough. You know, people were catching some smaller fish, 
But to find those fish 14 inches and better was a challenge. And if you're looking for those bigger fish, uh, that 20 to 30 foot depth range is probably where you really need to be looking. Yeah, and I think it'll probably fish fairly well in the fall. There's still plenty of smallmouth in there. It's just been a different... Horsetooth has always fished differently than some of the other lakes on the front range. Uh, speaking of lakes, too, and difficulty, I think we should address the elephant in the room a little bit. The northeast, which um, a lot of times they're shut down for water levels by this time of the year, has, has more water than usual, but the bites have been significantly more difficult. Yeah, the northeast lakes really uh, had trouble last year with the low water level and lost a lot of their fish either through die-off or going out the ditches. And so I, I've got buddies that live up in Sterling, and they aren't even fishing a lake that's, you know, 20 minutes away from them. And normally this time of year, that's a real reliable lake. If you want to go out on the northeast, the one lake that's still producing some fish is Pruitt. It's producing numbers but they're of walleye, but they're smaller, 14 inches and, and shorter. But uh, that's a lake to try. Pruitt does not have a lot of structure. So look for any spot that the wind has been pushing into and created mud lines or fish kind of along the dam there. Um, do know that Pruitt and some of those lakes do have regulations coming up when regular duck season kicks in that will limit the access to boaters. So if you want to head out that way, you've only got, you know, about uh, five, six weeks left. Yeah, that's a great transition point, too, now, because I wanted to talk to you about some of that. Regular <clears throat> duck season and goose, and we're four or five wake weeks away, but we're not very far away from teal, are we? No, teal opens up here September 9th, and uh, I've talked to several people that have been out there on the uh, eastern plains kind of looking around, and we've had so much water this year that a lot of the ponds that haven't been full for 10 years have water, and there's teal, there's there's teal that have come down, but there's so much water that you have to do a little bit of scouting to figure out which one of the ponds is really holding the birds. So I think it's going to be a good teal opener. This weather should help push another little wave down. But uh, I would recommend people, you know, dove season opens September 1st, and I would recommend maybe if you're going to go out that way dove hunting, spend a little bit of time scouting for teal locations and find which pond they really are wanting to utilize. Yeah, I, I'm, I've not done a lot of teal hunting, I'll admit that. So when you approach teal season, other than scouting because of the extra water, uh, is there anything you do different as far as blinds or calling, or do you approach it different than other duck seasons? You know, with teal, the big thing is getting to where they want to be and make sure you're there early. With as warm as the weather is, those birds are going to fly right at shooting time, and they're typically done by an hour after sunrise. So figure out where they're going to be. Set out some decoys. Uh, teal are really attracted to the spinning wing decoys, so that'll help them kind of come by, you know, and give you a close enough pass for a shot. Um, but calling, you know, I do some calling, but a lot of times that doesn't make as much of a difference. The big key is being in the right location. Uh, at the right time, and, and that time's early in the morning. Unless you get a day like today where you got some clouds and some wind, you can get by um, 
you can get by hunting a little bit later in the day. Do we have a fair amount of public access to hunt teal? We've got a lot because there's ponds up in the grasslands. Um, there's a lot of ponds along the South Platte uh, that the state has constructed kind of in that Bob Elliott area. Uh, you've got stuff out by Andrick, uh, Jackson, you go out to Red Lion. So there's a lot of public opportunities for people to go pursue teal. I would stay away from the river bottom. There's not going to be a lot of them on there. Some of the back sloughs may have some teal, but really target on the shallow ponds, knee deep and less is where the teal really like to be. So, um, you're saying the shallow ponds, knee deep. You're probably not doing a lot of jump shooting. You're shooting mostly from blinds or stationary then? I'm typically doing a blind, but you can get on them uh, with uh, jump shooting. Uh, and you used to be really good out at the grasslands doing that because some of them were, you know, stock ponds that had a dam on them where you could come up from behind the dam and get up pretty close. So, if I was going to do some jump shooting, that would kind of be the area that I would do. And the one thing with teal is if you spook them off and you don't get an opportunity to get a shot off, stick around there for 10, 15, 20 minutes because usually those birds will go out and they'll come zipping back by and give you another chance uh, while you're just waiting for them. Uh, last you know, thing, like, yep. Yeah, last thing I want to touch on with you, and it's about teal and ducks in general too, are you hearing anything as far as the weather affecting the migration? Are they staying up north a little longer? Or and do you and have you heard whether we're looking at a fairly good year for for waterfall? Yeah, with the teal, the blue wings, man. The first couple cold nights, they're going to start moving. They're one of the real early migrators. You'll see blue wings down in Louisiana by middle of September. So they have already started to move. The big ducks haven't started moving yet, but uh, they just came out. The feds just came out with their forecast, and ducks numbers are down just a little bit from last year, but they're they're right about what the long-term goal is. So I would expect that we should have about an average to maybe a little bit above average waterfowl season, especially since we've got the water with the ponds and the reservoirs being full, when the birds get here, they're going to find a lot of places to sit. And so they should stay here longer. I would say that uh, that late October, early November season could be really gangbusters. All right, my friend, if people want to book either a fishing or a waterfall trip with you, how do they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Brad Peterson Outdoors or give me a call or shoot me a text at 303 Eight two nine three nine nine eight, and you have a great fishing report. Tell them about that real quick. Um, yeah, if you want to get, uh, I do a weekly newsletter. It's called the NoCo Fishing News, and so if you go to Google and search nocofishingnews.substack.com, it comes up, and do uh, weekly updates on water conditions, stocking. Um, will be coming up as the fall comes around and they do lake sampling. We'll be doing updates on that information. So try to get you the most current information possible on the lakes of Northeast Colorado. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you again soon. Go catch some fish. All right. Thanks, Terry.
You bet. Brad Peterson. Always a great resource. We'll take a quick time out and we come back. We're going to take you down to the Pueblo area. See how the fishing is down there on Terry Wixham Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.